<laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Go to the chat line and uh, whatever's on your mind, I can respond to it. And good morning here, everybody, again. How y'all? Oh, good. No man is good. All is well. Now, um, so any questions from anybody before I get rolling? No? All right. This is your first time here? What's your first name? Chris. You have any questions, Chris? Uh, not, not right now. How did you find out about us? Just watching on YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just okay. streaming around. Found some videos. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you think I was crazy at first? No, I thought you was on point with it. Everything you said. Oh, good. Agreed 100%. Right on, man. Yeah, man. And is your first time, too? This is my first time here. Uh, I seen you at the Modesto, remember? The Pride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was over there. I knew you look familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though all blacks look alike. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I I um. I want to encourage you to really get to know yourself, and uh, you got to stop listening. Well, you don't have to stop listening, but don't believe what people say just because they said it. Even if it's about the Bible or whatever, you got to get to know yourself. You have to keep an eye on yourself. And the reason I was thinking about this, I uh, I counseled with a, a father and his children uh, this week. And the kids were trying to tell the father what was wrong, and uh, but the father could not get what they were saying. And it was so clear to me that they were treating the father in the same way that the father treat them. And the kids can't help it, you know. If the father is angry, the kids going to be angry, or the mother, then the kids going to be angry. And uh, and so they would like land it out really well to the father. Either he couldn't get it, or he didn't want to get it. And so I said to him, can't you see that the way you are treating them is the way that they are treating you? Because you're trying to get them to do the right thing, to be right. But they can't be right if the parents are not right. And the parent could not understand that at all. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Can't you see all they're doing is telling you, you got to treat us differently if you want us to act differently. You can't be impatient. You can't be angry. But it was hard for him to get it. And I think because this guy is really a nice guy, but I think it's just that he doesn't know himself. He doesn't really pay attention to himself. And if you pay attention to yourself, you're going to see what's going on in the world. You see right through people, and they won't know it. They'll think that they'll put a, a trick on you or they'll play a game, but you would see them. But you got to see yourself first. And so I was thinking, I think most people are hypnotized and don't know it. They're hypnotized. How many people are hypnotized? It's probably so. And you don't know if you're hypnotized for sure? Without even realizing it. Without realizing it? Yeah. So you may be? Possibly, yeah. And why do you think you might be? I mean, because like, sometimes you realize that you're just going about like a certain routine in life and you don't even know why, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're doing it. Is there anything else about you that says you might be hypnotized? Not that I could think of right now. Do you know how you became that way? No. Because most people are hypnotized and don't know it. Right. And I know what that's like because I've been down that road before. That's why I have to keep an eye on myself so it doesn't happen again. But most people are hypnotized. Um, and so none of you are hypnotized, right? Oh, that's nice. Uh, are you hypnotized? Yeah. Right here. You say yes? Yeah. 
and how do you know you are? Well, because there's only one true truth in the world and a million lies, and most of us don't know the true truth. But how do you know that you are personally hypnotized? Uh, what is it about you that says, I am hypnotized? Well, if I, if I wasn't, then my actions would lead me to, like, perfect life. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting better from the last time, last Sunday or the Sunday before that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm over a nicotine addiction. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. You were going through a lot. So you're over it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I kicked it. You don't want a cigarette anymore? No. All right, I have some cigarettes on me. No, it was worse. <laughs> I'm going to dig on them in front of you and see what happened. So what made you decide to overcome cigarettes? Uh, any kind of bondage it makes you a slave. Oh, I see. You have as many masters as you have vices. And uh, I don't want any anymore. And so are you over everything now? I wouldn't say that yet, but yeah, I, I beat, beat a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Feels good. Good. Any questions about anything? Uh, later. Okay. Buzz Love, are you hypnotized? Buzz Love. I think uh, recently I came across some uh, discussion over natural selection and Darwin's theory of evolution. And watching the discussion, I realized, wow, I, I was hypnotized to such a deep degree so many ways. But... Now I put question marks on anything that I don't know and ha that hasn't been revealed. So right. I don't, I would say I'm not hypnotized right now, but I'm becoming aware of old things I was hypnotized to. That's amazing. I, um, I haven't, how many people believe that the Bible is the word of God? Don't be scared. It's just a fellowship. It's not a, <laughs> you don't get an A. I'm not teaching you. We're just edifying one another. That's all happening. So you can be relaxed. And that's fellowship. You believe that the Bible is the word of God? I'm sorry? So I'm not 100% sure. I'm just, I, I didn't really read the Bible really too much. So you never I'm not read the too Bible? familiar, nah. Oh, okay. So well, you don't I think know. so. That's what I've heard like throughout, you know what I mean? You have heard that the Bible is the word of God. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And did you believe that? Well, I haven't read it, really, so... So yeah. when they said that, you're like, I don't believe that. I haven't read it. Or did I didn't you say go, that either. Yeah, I believe it. I'm more probably closer to that, yeah, I believe it side. Oh, you are? Yeah. And why is that? Because that's what I've been told throughout time. Oh, okay. All right. That's it's, the only... Yeah. Oh, okay. I, uh, so nobody here believes that the Bible is the Word of God. How about you in the blue shirt? you believe that the Bible is the word of God? I do. And why do you believe that? Because I accept it by faith. You accept it by faith? And how do you accept it by faith? Well, because there's a lot of things in the Bible that you can't definitively prove. There are some that you can. So a belief in God, which is an unknown spirit, has you have to accept that by faith. And who told you the Bible was the word of God? I was raised that way with my parents. So your parents told you that? I'm sorry? Yes, that's correct. So, uh, ever since they told you that, you've been holding on to that? I have. Oh, okay. Are you afraid to doubt that the Bible is the Word of God? No, I think each of us go through a period where you challenge, you know, for me, high school, college years when you're 
building your own faith versus your parents' faith. Yeah. You have to kind of prove those concepts for yourself. So I have to my own satisfaction. And you have proven that the Bible is the word of God. I accept that, yes. Oh, okay. Who don't believe that the Bible is the word of God? Oh, interesting. Why don't you believe that the Bible is the word of God? Hold on for the mic. I'm sorry. So what? Because God didn't write it. God People didn't write it? it? Oh. So it's like a telephone game, you know? Like okay. you say something, you keep passing it down, and then by the end, by the, t- by the time it gets to somebody, it's like something completely different. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the word's written in your heart. All right. What do you believe? You're a little Bible thumper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're a good Bible thumper. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Do you believe the Bible is the word of God? I like it. Mean, you don't believe that the Bible is the word of God? I believe that it's inspired by God, all of it. What does that mean, inspired by God? That he used men to convey how to live life. Like uh, You've said before that, that uh, it's more of like a road map to point you back to God. But what do you believe? What do you see for yourself? That it is the word of God or it's not the word of God? Because I don't want you to believe it because yeah. I said it. No, I... I believe that when that the Bible is a tool that God gave us to point us back to him. Yeah. But so you, he, he, it was through him that it was written. It was through who? Through God. Oh. He used men to write. He inspired men to teach us how to do it. And what made you think that? How do you know that's true? Well... I suppose a lot of other people agree with that, and I don't. I I I feel it's the truth. From when I read it, I, I sometimes uh, I feel like God is speaking to me. He's speaking to you. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> You're like good morning. Yeah. Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you read um, my word. No. <laughs> changing me even even if I'm unaware of it. What does it feel like for him to be speaking to you? What is Doesn't what, feel is like anything. Like? I'm sorry? Doesn't feel like anything. Oh. I, it, it, it's like beyond me. Oh, okay. Like when I'm when so, I'm reading it, like I believe that this book is cha- is helping change me. That God is using this thing to help when you make read me the more Bible, like, you believe it's helping to change you? Reading the word, yes. Reading. I believe it's help, God is using that to help change me. Okay. Yes. And so do you believe the Bible is the word is not I mean, is the word of God or not? I believe that God used men to write the Bible write the word. So yes, through him, through through men, so yes, I so do. So yes, what? It is the word of God. The word of God? Through men. You believe that the Bible is the word of God through men? Sure. Let me take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you wear me down. Good. <laughs> um, so you believe the Bible is the word of God? I believe that God is... Use men to write this stuff. Like, 
Like I said, I like what you say. It's a roadmap to point you back to God. So is it the Word of God? It's his instruction manual. <laughs> Do you see that for yourself or because I said it? I see it for myself. Do you really? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. How's your movie going? It's going good. We're shooting it. Oh, okay. yeah. Right on. Yeah. You feel better about the whole thing now? Uh, I don't think any way about it. So you don't care if you become an actor or not now? I don't know what I'm supposed to be in life anymore. So. How do you feel about that, not knowing? Uh, I don't have an opinion about it. Do you cry at night? No. <laughs> I no. don't know what I'm so... No. You're not? <clears throat> okay. Are you okay with that now? Because you were having a rough time with that. Yeah. You know, uh, I felt like I was doing all this stuff for God and not getting really anything in return. Right. You know. And- so you were doing all these things for him, and he would not allow you to become an actor. He wasn't fulfilling his end of the bargain. <laughs> and what was his end of the bargain? That uh, your storehouses were going to be overflown if you were tithing, that uh, he was going to give you the desires of your heart, you know, if you loved him. And so now you, that he didn't give it to you, you give it up on him? Uh, no. Um, I've given up on the other stuff. Have you really? Yeah. You let that go? Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. You know, because I've realized that I don't know what I want. I don't know the good and perfect things that are for me. Why did you want to be an actor so badly that you were doing favors for God so he could help you? Because uh, I believed very strongly that that's what I was, that was my purpose in life, that that's what I was supposed to do with my life. Right. And, uh, you know, that's the reason I, I left my hometown. I moved to New York City. Then I came here to L.A. And pretty much every decision I've made has kind of been in that world. And it's been, like, consuming. Right. Consuming, like, my thoughts, you know. And so from doubting those thoughts and getting further away from those thoughts, I've been, real, you know, like, you know, this isn't that important. Did you stop going on uh, interviews or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just making this movie right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So is the Bible the word of God? Yes, it is. Uh, hold on a minute. Esteban is Mexican, so he's slow. <laughs> you say the Bible is the word of God. Yes, it is. It's and his word. It's, it's promise his, that we live through it. And so how do you know that the Bible is the word of God? John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's the promises. It's God's promise that I hold on. And so how, since, the, since it's talking about God and not the Bible, how do you know that it means the Bible? <laughs> Because it's a, like this gentleman said, it's a, it's a manual, it's an instruction manual that the writers were inspired by his word, inspired through his word to, to be uh, precise. If you look at the book of Luke. Do you think that's the limit that the Bible is the word of God? Yes, it, it is. And each time we hear the word of God, because we may have a different 
interpretation through a man that's preaching it, but it's it's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's governed by Him. Each time we hear it, it builds up our faith. It encourages. It keeps us going. It's like it's the Word coming down from us to, to live right, and we're eating off of it. We're, we're drinking off of it. We're feeding off of it to build our faith. Amazing. What do you think about that? About what he said? Yes. Yeah, it is a living living water, the, the Word of God. Um, so the Bible is the living water, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. How, do, word. how do you know that's true? Well, it, it's it, the, the Word of God is, is um, the gospel of, of God. It's, it's the truth. You know, God cannot lie. Um, so whatever. So did God say the Bible is my word? Um, his written word. He said written. the Bible is my written word. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it's what sustains us. You know, we need the word. We need the, we need to be fed. You know, the word daily. If you know, walking, being Christ-like, being it, yeah. It, it, it the word of God is is like a. It's, it says in the Bible, it's like a two-edged sword. So are you Christ-like daily? We strive for that. How about you? Yes. You're Christ-like daily. Uh, Christ-like is just being a Christian. It's, I'm sorry? It's, it's like a, being a Christian, Christ-like. And, and you're that way daily? I, we stri- I strive, you know. Are to, you that to way daily? Daily, yes. I'm sorry? I would say yes. So when you beat up on God. your husband, you're like, I'm Christ-like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're acting Christ-like? Yeah, yeah, I think you so. are. Yeah, if I'm beating them up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are. Um, that's amazing. So here's where the hypnotism thing come in that I want to ask about. I could be wrong. We're fellowshipping. All right, I could be wrong. Isn't that true? I could totally be wrong. So you had, according to the Bible, you had men who were inspired by God. God, like, told them, go and tell Jojo not to jump off the top of the building. If you jump off the top of the building, you're going to hell. And so Jojo and Larry and Mo and others went and told the people, don't jump off the bridge, you're going to break your neck. And they were like, how do you know what God told me to tell you? Don't jump off the bridge. They said, all right. And so Jojo and Mo and Larry and Terry, they met Terry going down the road. They decided, you know what, we're going to put this in writing. We're writing letters to one another. And so Jojo, Mo, Larry, they wrote letters to one another about these things. And then somebody said, I'm going to take those letters, I'm going to put them in a book, and I'm going to call it the Word of God the Bible. And so they did that. And the people started saying, oh, this is the word of God. And now everybody, a whole lot of folks believe that the Bible is the word of God. What do you think about that? Does that sound like you might be hypnotized? The blue shirt first. I said earlier, you have to accept certain things by faith. That's one that I choose to accept, certainly. But does it sound like you might be hypnotized? 
I'm not sure your definition of hypnotize. Does that mean I believe things that I can't prove? Right. Or you believe things that might not be true because you don't see it for yourself. I believe lots of things that I can't see and prove. You do? I do, and so do you. What do I believe? I don't know. I believe. You, you espouse a lot of things every, every day and every week that not all of those can you prove. Like what, for example? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you give me enough time, I can write down some examples, but at the moment, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. When you think of one, let me know. Right. right. So does this sound interesting to you that Sumir wrote a letter? It would be like me writing a letter. Joel and I write a letter about the truth, about the truth, and we say that it was inspired by God, and we call it the Joel Bible. And so people take it and start preaching, this is the Joel Bible. Um, you believe that that is from God, and that's the Bible, and you start believing in the Bible. And does that make sense? Okay. Uh, let, me, let me just finish here, then I'll come. Yes, sir. That makes sense to you? It, it does make sense. A bunch of letters put in a book, and they named the book Bible. It's it's scrolls. So yes, I, I do believe scroll? it. it well, it would be scrolls how they wrote how they wrote it. It wasn't letters. It was it was scrolls. It was scrolls how they, they how they found they found so scrolls. It was a bunch of letters on a scroll like thing. Well, it was scrolls when it when they they wrote the scrolls because back then it, they didn't have like uh, the material to print or or uh, the technology. So it was scrolls that they had found, you know, on on some of the um, the archaeologists. Did they call that a Bible? Well, when they put it together, they, they started, the, it was a new King James Bible. And did they call it the Word of God? Yes. They said, this is the Word of God. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. You heard him say that? No. It was no. in a movie? Uh, no. No. Oh. It's just, it's just. Are you when, Jewish? You, no. How do you no. know about the scroll? <laughs> well, I went to go see him at the, the museum at, when it was. When oh, they were, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, yes, ma'am. And then here, I think. Right? You had your hand? Okay. Yes. So I'm not very familiar with the Bible. I've read I've read some of it, but I haven't read it thoroughly. Right. Um, but I do know, as you've been explaining, that some of the stories that are in the Bible are from people who said that I heard this message from God and right. I'm going to write it in the Bible. But what I've learned from you as well is, is that God speaks to you in a voiceless voice, so he doesn't say things to you. Um, so I'm thinking maybe... Do you think it's possible that some of the writings in the Bible are not the word from God, but maybe even the word from Satan? Okay. And it's, interesting. Yeah. You made an interesting point. I got to write it down so I don't forget. Okay. Very interesting. Yes, sir. In uh, 1909, a guy named C.I. Schofield published a new version of the Bible that had a some significant changes made to it. I'm not going to talk about them if the audience wants to look up who that was and what he did. Right. But uh, he came to America after a trip over to the Middle East, and he was well-financed, and he went to a bunch of different Baptist churches and convinced them with really sizable donations to use this new Bible in their church and to talk about this new idea that he had. So he altered it successfully and changed the American culture and their relationship to the Bible and that was just in 1909. I wonder how many times that's happened. Yeah. You know, all the way back to the Council of Nicaea when they wrote that book. 
and that was uh, an emperor, Constantine, that wanted to consolidate all of the different religious ideas in the kingdom and then use it to spread the Holy Roman Catholic Empire. And so there was a, a council of people that formed all of it, and I don't know if God was there voting or not on what got in there. So I, I like your idea to question God to see, let you see the truth rather than believing all the different contradictory yeah. evidence we've been handed down the long, long line of history. To me now, maybe when I was asleep, it was different. To me, it's insane to believe that the Bible is the word of God. It's a message from God. It's words from God. But it's so limited. The word of God, I mean, is if, God, if the Bible is just the word of God, what is God talking to you about on a daily basis, you know? He's leading you from within every day. And the Bible is so limited. It's not, it doesn't even touch on what God is about. Right? It touches on a little bit, but it doesn't really guide you. You know, you read the Bible, you just intellectually say what it means because Satan is telling you what the Bible means. But uh, the word of God is in our hearts, and we're supposed to be guided by that, not by the people who start with the Bible and think that that's the word of God, those people are suffering because they are believing in the wrong thing. Called you're Bible lawyers. To, yeah, you're supposed to have, only have faith in God and not in the Bible. It's so limited. No wonder people see us suffering because they read the word and say, say well, the word means this is it. And now you got to figure out what is it, but your life don't change, right? But only people who are hypnotized would believe that the Bible is the word of God. It is a word, I believe it's a word from God, but it's in your heart. It's within. The kingdom of heaven is within. That's why God said that if they tell you to look here or look there, don't believe them. Look within yourself. Christ came and he restored everything. Everything is really put back to order. And so he created a new kingdom, and that kingdom is inside of you. But if you believe in somebody just because they said it, your life is cut off right then and there because whatever you believe controls you. And so many people believe that the Bible is the word of God and they are hypnotized by that. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing to me. I understand it, but it's just so amazing. Because once you wake up to the kingdom of heaven within, there's so much life in here. There's so much that you don't even know of. Don't remember. Because once you wake up, you will start to remember. We all know the truth. It's just that you're in a fallen state with that anger and believing in the wrong thing that you just don't remember what you already know. That's why when we fellowship, it's really just awakening you to look within yourself. We know the truth. We don't need these people to tell us what the truth is. Who's telling them? You know who told them what the truth was? Was it God? If it was God that told them that the Bible is the word of God, then they needed, God needed to be trying to tell you too. You know what I'm saying? It's the word from God, a message from God, but the word of God is in your heart. Uh, and you live by it. You're guided by it. It's so amazing too. And then you, you hear other folks out. You listen. And whatever truth will be shown to you. If it's not shown to you, let it pass. Don't doubt, but don't believe. Just let it pass. Go in one ear and out the other, and then you shall know the truth for yourself. 
Because anybody can quote the Bible. Nancy Pelosi was quote the Bible. <laughs> She's like, we got to pray for him. I, I, I'm like, I'm sure Trump don't want your prayers. <laughs> anybody can quote the Bible. Anybody. I mean, it just, it's just, you got to wake up from this. You're hypnotized and don't know it. Did I see a hand somewhere? Oh. Finally. Like father, like son. Yes, sir. So, first of all, I'm so grateful that I'm here. I appreciate the fact that I'm reevaluating a lot of firmly held beliefs that I didn't even know right. I firmly held. So I'm trying to be open to all kinds of things. Right on. All right. Um, a moment ago, you you said, I might be wrong. I'm just fellowshipping. Is that what do you was that in reference to it's not the word of God? No, the reason I say I might be wrong, because I don't want you guys to just start repeating me. Right. OK. I want you to know for yourself, even though I'm not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> I can clearly see that I'm not wrong. Right. But I don't want you to believe it just because I said it. OK. So you also said. It's a message of God. Just it was a message like two from God. Ago. These guys brought a message from God. Even Christ said that I'm not the one you should be believing in here. My father in me, he sent me, not me. Don't so, worship me. So he didn't even want you to get into him either. Okay. So some might say it's a word of God. You said it's a message from God. Yes. That sounds like words from God. But not the word of God, a okay. message from God. No problem. The next, and then you just said, it's the word from God. So this boils down to the difference of of or from? No, the word of God is written in your heart, word yes. made flesh. Right. And that's what you're supposed to go into in, within yourself and live by that. Right. So the word from God telling you to do that. Okay. It tells you, don't look here, don't look there, look within. I have in there, I have the kingdom of heaven. I have God, I'm there, God there. His son is there and the Holy Spirit. And that's why he said, let no man teach you that the Holy Spirit would teach you all things. But people have allowed men to teach them that the Bible is the word of God. And so they're, they're, they're stuck with that. Okay. And then last question here, I suppose, is maybe the larger point of what you're trying to communicate not the nuanced difference between of and from but more importantly that don't only believe this is the only possible way God can communicate with you that God can reveal himself to you and write his word on your heart is that the point of what you're trying to communicate repeat that I'm sorry that the Bible is not the only word of God that God can also reveal his word to you well the Bible is not the word of God it's from God a message the word of God is in you. It's a note that God, it would be as though I wrote a note and gave it to your father and said, get us to your son and tell you. And in that note, I would say, look, look within. Don't, you know, don't believe this or that. And you would go within. It's just a note for you. To but you use words to write the note. I'm sorry? But you did use words to write the note. Use words to write the note? Yes. Right. Okay. So it would be a message from me. So the words saying... Go look within your heart. Oh, I just realized something. If someone wrote you a note, would you believe the person that brought you the note or the person that sent you the note? 
I'm not sure. You're not sure? Correct. Oh. Is that a good question? Yes. <laughs> that just occurred to me. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what happened with Christ, too. Christ was sent, right? And instead of people believing in the sender, they believe the person that brought the message. Oh, you God, thank you. And so that's what's happening. That makes sense, or am I wrong about it? All right. Let me take here first, and then I'll come to you, Ray. Yes. You killed the messenger. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, earlier, like I loved the way uh, the gentleman earlier kind of describing it when you said it came from the heavens and it was the word of God. It was so articulate. But as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, well, technically it goes through a WordPress and I go on Amazon and I pay $19.99. It comes out of my bank account and it gets delivered to my door in two days. And I, that's how I get the Bible. Like, it's, it's at my door. And I, I'm thinking to myself, this is my question to you. Do you believe that the reason that is the norm is because it feeds that ego in the fallen state? 100%. The Bible, studying the Bible, remembering the Bible, quoting the Bible is all ego. Really. And people feel good quoting the Bible. So it keeps you in that sleepy, falling state, and you don't even realize it. And you don't know it. And the reason for that is because what we believe believes in us, and it controls us. Faith, we live by faith, whether it's in money or or things or, you know how women control men? Because the men are believing in the women. And so they control them, and they weigh them down, and they beat them up, and they just go find another woman because they believe in that. You have to be careful what you believe in. You gotta only have faith. Only have faith in God. Only have faith in God. But if you stop at the Bible or you stop at whatever somebody else said, that's it. This is it. And you didn't notice. You forgot. You used to know. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, so uh, it's interesting what you're saying because for me, um, because we're in a physical world. And it's so, like, hard for us to wrap up our heads on faith, in a way, because it's just believing. It's a feeling. It's like a, it's mostly more than a feeling. It's just trusting. So how will, my question will be, how will we, because it's inevitable, I feel like, because we are in already in this physical world, and we try right. to, like, we try to, like, figure it out physically, because it's everything we see in a way, you know, so that's why we get so wrapped up into the Bible and stuff like that. So what would be your advice of like the, cause trust, you don't, you can't make it physical either. You right. can't say like, I feel like sometimes you people make it physical. You have to trust. So you have to like, this is the way you trust, like walk this way or like do this, like how that's, how can you explain it trusts if it's in a like if uh, for me it's so hard to like explain because if you ex- for the fa- the fact that you're explaining it it's already making it physical in a way so it's already making it believing something that you have to believe it kind of like makes it their own god in trust you know so your question is how do you believe how do it, you like put that on word because when that's people such say a trust good question. Uh, amazing question i love it and Joel, I want to respond first. 
He died to respond. I was I was dying to respond to the of and from thing. And oh, okay. I, 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 I got distracted by that. That I totally didn't even hear her. <laughs> <laughs> he black. Uh, you want to respond to that first, and I tell you what she asked. Okay. So the of and from thing to me of when I think about of and from when you write a letter you you say at the end you put from so and so, but of to me is more like knowing. So it's like when you say of and from. You know, to me, it seems like of is more knowing and from is like who wrote it. So it's like if the, whoever writes the Bible, they're writing it and it's from them, but it's not a knowing, it's just words. So to me, of, and that's the difference for me, of and from. But a lot of people I see is they give, they have blind trust in the Bible, meaning like they believe it, they don't, they see it, but they don't truly believe what, what it is because they just they know it intellectually. Right. So, but they don't know that they know it intellectually. They think that the intellect is of God and it's not. They really do. The intellect is so important to the world. But once you're born again, the intellect would die. It really will. It'll be gone and you can relax. And then you live from the spirit, from within. And his, his intellect is greater than that. I want to, uh, so your question is, how do you get away from believing in all this stuff, and how do you believe? Even in trust. Like, how can you stop making physical, in a way, everything, even a word, it's so physical, that how can you stop making it like that? Because once we get wrapped up into this world, which is the physical realm, yes. in a way, we're already screwed up. Like, we're already having an ego in it. So, you right. Know? Um, uh, you have to realize that you don't know. That all the things, for me... What brought me to the point that I got to, I realized I can't really change anything. I wanted to change myself. I couldn't do it. I went to churches. I did everything they said. I read the Bible a little bit, a little bit. I gave donations. I did hoop and holler like the young lady was saying. Nothing was changing. I remember when I used to go to church, to a different church, and it felt so good in there with the singing and the preaching and uh I would say, I'm not going to have sex anymore out of wedlock. Because <laughs> I feel all holy. <laughs> you know how when you're dancing and singing at church, it feels so holy. Yeah. And so I would just lie to I would tell myself, I'm not having sex out of wedlock. <laughs> I feel too holy. Before I could get home. <laughs> Already. I was like, Lord have mercy. And then you get home and you hate yourself once you have the sex thing, right? Because yeah. now you're judging yourself. The way, to, the way to know is to know yourself. Realize that you don't know. Start paying attention. You can't change anything. You can't change yourself. You can't change your husband. You can't change anything, right? And if you just want to know, he'll start to show you. But if you take for granted that you already know everything and what you believe is right, and you can make it work, you're never going to know him. you got to know that you don't know. And then you start questioning it. Because I used to say, you know what, if, I'm a, if, if I truly believe in you, why am I still suffering like this? Why am I controlled? You know, what's wrong with me? Then these answers start to come. Yeah. And you'll see, to get to know yourself, to watch yourself. Because nobody, did you know, I didn't know this until it happened. You can't make yourself believe in God. At all. You cannot make yourself have faith. It's only when that change starts, you start to wake up from within, then you have faith. 
Faith comes with the change. Once you're born again, you start to wake up and you see that you're God. You see differently that you're God by a different source. And then eventually you will find yourself in the world, but not of it. It's like someone separate you from all the madness that's going on around you, right? But no one can make themselves believe in God. And I never knew that before. No one ever told me, well, you can't make yourself believe. I thought reading the Bible would make me believe. It doesn't. It made the intellect believe. And it's so dumb because when people believe in the Bible, their life don't change. But yet they say, I believe in the Bible, in the word of God, right? So why would you want a God that is no different than the God you're trying to get away from? You're miserable, right? With Satan, you're not happy with him. Insecure, doubt, worry, looking for love, and all that. So you hear about this God that's going to bring perfect peace. And so you read the Bible, and you hear, oh, the Bible is the word of God. Hallelujah. That's it. And nothing changes. But they won't say, well, what's wrong with this God? If you got one bad guy, you might want to stay with him. It's like switching husbands or wives all the time. But you got to get to know for yourself, folks. It's inside. And don't try to make yourself believe. It's enough to know that you don't believe. Really. And then once you can admit you don't believe, that's when you will believe. It'll come. It's a spirit. It's a spiritual thing. Everything is spiritual all the way. It just looks physical. I hear people say, well, my body, I'm willing, but my body is weak or something like that. <laughs> Have you heard that before? The spirit is willing, but flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, is what they're saying. And what spirit are they talking about? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good uh, intentions. Good intention. Uh, I, I may make that a Bible question. What spirit are y'all talking about? <laughs> Amazing. It's just food for thought. Yes, Hermes. So if someone wrote down what you're saying right now, would that be the word of Jesse or the word of God? It'll be a message from him, but not my word. Right. But I think don't how, believe it just because I said it. But I think that's how, for me, that's how I see the Bible. Like, it's God's message. Like, for example, Moses took what God told him, and that was put in the Bible, right? I know the point you're making, that people believe in the Bible, and they think that's the end, and all, you know, and be all. But it is the word of God as given to, I guess, the prophets or the... Uh, Apostles. But you don't know that until you read it and let it go. True. You don't hold on to it because if you just believe it because Moses said it, then it's just going to be intellectual belief. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, yes ma'am. I think I saw, did. I see your hand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me take here and then there. Yeah. Right here, there. I got another thing I want to show you really fast. Yes. You know, real quick, uh, to touch on the, the note, um, the, user, the analogy that we're using, the messenger matters. Because if I get a letter from, like, my family or the bank and my ex is delivering it and it's not handwritten and it's typed up and it looks like the envelope's open, like, who is in control? It's not just, you know, it, going back to that blindness that you're talking about, the messenger, I believe, really matters. So every time the Bible the was rewritten. The messenger matter. You yes. mean the person that's bringing the message yes. that, matters? Well, every time it's rewritten, if 
and of course Josh would be much better at this than I would, but if you look back in history, what was going on at that time when they rewrote it, I think really matters as well. So the person that's bringing the message needs to be a certain kind of way in order for you to receive it? Well, the thing is, is that message being altered or not is pretty much what I'm what I'm getting. Oh, at. the message in the Bible. Yes, like every time it was rewritten. Yeah. How was it altered? It's been changed down through the years. Believe me. Uh, I understand that. I saw a movie the other day where somebody was worshiping crystal-like rocks. You ever heard of that? I'm like, are you crazy? Those rocks are not going to do anything. She had these rocks all around her. And she was sitting there worshiping the rocks. I think they call it crystal. But I'm like, that's, that person is hypnotized and don't know it. You can really be hypnotized and not know it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, when I first started coming here, I had been going to a regular church. <laughs> regular. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, your regular church, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what came out. Yeah. Um, and uh, definitely ego, I see it. I could see it once I started coming here, and it was so different. And, but I even had the same approach coming here that I had there. Yeah. Like intellectual, um, wanting it so bad, trying, right. putting yeah. forth the effort. And it wasn't until um, I, ca- I started to get frustrated with it, but I couldn't let it go either. I couldn't let it go in one ear and out the other. Right. And then um, I actually did. I behaved in a manner that was how I believed from within God wanted me to do it. Like you had given me advice on Thursday, right? And I thought about it and I thought about it and I (laughs) thought about it. And it was, finally I got to a point where I said, okay, I'm afraid of this, so move forward and I just did and since then I'm I feel like I'm feel isn't the right word but it it's like I see things right on I see truth yeah so much more clearly and things that I didn't that I've held on to for 30 years as truth and now I'm like oh that's what it is that's amazing (laughs) yeah so thank you you're welcome that is amazing yeah it's amazing. It really is amazing. Somebody said, why do you think everything is amazing? <laughs> you think everything is amazing, right? It could be a negative. I said, amazing. Because even a negative is amazing to me because it's amazing that you can believe in a negative and you carry it out as though it's true. But it's not. It's just amazing. Once you wake up, it's just so amazing. It's nothing like what you think. That's what's so crazy about it. Um, oh, Raymond, and then I saw, then I saw your hair. Okay. Thank you, sir. I just want to start uh, start by saying that I do not believe that the Bible is the word word of God because to me it doesn't make any sense to put your faith in a book, no matter who who written or how how it's written. Um. Did you overcome your anger? I'd like to say I did, but I still have a little bit of anger in me. If you have anger, then you don't know if I'm word of, that the Bible is not the word of God. You just believe because someone said it. 
Because the reason I say that, because anyone who has anger is blind. I'm telling you, you're blind and cannot see. And so you cannot know that the word of God is inside until you wake up. I'm telling you, that's the only way you can know. And not because someone said it. You got to see it for yourself, meaning that he will allow you to see it. He will come alive in you. It's so amazing. Thank you, Raymond. Let the young man right behind you. Um, I just want to say that I, I've read the Bible a few times, and I find it to be more of an instructional book. Yes. And uh, it does bring a message, but it also edifies you. It, it inspires you. And, um, and, and that's what, what, what I've noticed the Bible does. There's when a the message. Bible doesn't do it per se, what happens when you, once you wake up and you read something in the Bible, it will remind you that that's true from within. If this reminds you that it's true, don't believe it. But if you can see that it's true, then it will inspire you. Yeah, I've noticed that once I, I was born again, I surrendered my anger, all these things that I had in the past. I got to understand the Bible more. Yes. It, it opened up That's my mind right. to what the message is. So and most people don't know what you're talking about because they are, what they don't know is Satan is interpreting the Bible too up here. And so they think that that's from God, but they don't know that it's from within. Yeah, even the Satan uh, quoted the Bible when he tempted Jesus. So yeah. even, even the, the devil knows the Bible too. Amazing. Knows how Amazing. To read the Bible. Good, man. I want to say that this is another example. Did you know that so, most people are so hypnotized that the expert can tell them... Um, you know what? You can kill your baby inside the womb. And the expert would say, it's your body, your choice. And the whole world go around, not everybody, go around saying, well, even the men say, well, it's her choice. It's her body. How can you believe that? And, I, and it's not her body, first of all, but how can you believe anybody that says it's okay to kill a child in a woman's womb? You know you got to be hypnotized to believe something like that. That's a human life that came from God, and it is alive, it's a child, and someone can convince you to kill it. Don't you know you got to be hypnotized to believe that? I know so many women who have three or four abortions by the time they're 25 years old because they believe that it was their body, their choice. And they say, well, that's not a human, it's a fetus or something, right? So they take you away from reality and make you believe a lie. You have to be hypnotized for that to happen. And everyone who has anger is hypnotized. You cannot see. Isn't that amazing? And that's why I say he made you overreact. He keeps you overreacting because as long as you overreact, he's going to keep you hypnotized and blind. But when you be still and go through this, overcome this situation... He can't touch you. He can't deceive you. Isn't that amazing? Yes, sir. The fact that you're tying in anger really rings true with my experience um, in a, a Bible college where, you know, there are a lot of these professors who spoke Aramaic and they, they could read the Latin and the Hebrew and the Greek and they all had anger. Yes. And they were all just caught up in the intellect. And 
it's I don't know, just like like Gretchen brought up with the question of how do we even trust that some of these things that you read in the Bible came from their daddy Satan. Um, I I go back to like the word anger and hate, you know, like uh, constantly being in there. So I guess to raise that question again, like is it really starts to look like these certain scriptures that Christians hang on to that allow them to keep anger in their life and, you know, hate the sin and this and that and just keep hate alive in their hearts. Um, It almost seems like that trick and that trap is pinned in those scriptures. And how do you what? So I guess I'm just raising that question again. Like, do you feel like some of the words that have been chosen in in the in the popular scriptures that the church uses, um, words like you know, uh, God was angry and so He did. It's a total setup. Yeah. And in the Bible says, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. Yet they'll tell you, oh, you can be angry. Jesus was angry. Everybody go, hallelujah, Jesus angry. <laughs> so I'm wondering, what kind of anger did he have that made him okay? It's not making me okay. You know what I'm saying? But you're right, that's a setup. Another setup when it says studying and show yourself worthy or something like that. How are you going to show yourself worthy by studying? All you do is build an ego. The ego makes you think that you're worthy when you're worth nothing. Really, none of us is worth a dime, to be honest. We just think we are. <laughs> and we are worth nothing. But the ego, I hear people with degrees, PhDs and LSDs and <laughs> STDs. And <laughs> they all think they're so something. They think they're important. They think they're needed. And they're really not. Once you wake up, you'll see that. you got to wake up, folks. Uh, I want to give you, I saw another hand, did I? What's wrong? Uh, no, you. you did, did, did that boy beat you up or something? <laughs> did Jarrell beat you up or something? No. Why you look like you got whooped last night <laughs> or this morning? What's on your mind? Oh, I'm just listening. I, I don't know. I think I, yeah, I don't know. I got lost in my head there for a second. You sure did. Yeah. <laughs> you like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you smoke pot this morning or something? <laughs> Did she so pot you? Joel said maybe. Amazing. Um, another thing that is happening because of uh, people hypnotized: a male can be born a male, and one day walking down the road, he decides he feels like a woman, and he can say, "I'm a woman. Call me woman." And everybody start calling him a woman. How do you do that? <laughs> you gotta be hypnotized, right? Or a woman can feel like a man, whatever that feeling is, because men don't have feelings. Did you know there's no feeling to being a man? There's a feeling to being a woman, but there's not a feeling to being a man. Men don't have feelings. Being a man, there's no feeling to identify with. Did you know that? It sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt like a man? I see these women sure. driving these big SUVs, and they just feel like a man. 
But that's not a man's feeling. You feel like a man? You felt like a man? Sure. What does a man feel like? You know, after a long day's work, you know, sweating or something, working out. You Why know, are you rotating the mic? Feels like a man. <laughs> <laughs> feels like rotating the mic. <laughs> Is that a man's feeling? Maybe. <laughs> so what's a man's feeling? Nah, a man is led by logic and reason. So is there a feeling to be a man? Nah, there ain't. Women, there is no feeling. So when you're driving these SUVs, thinking that you're a man, you're not a man. <laughs> There's no feeling to being a man. A man that has feeling is a woman. A man, as you said, men live by logic. Mm-hmm. Really. There's no feeling to logic. None at all. Isn't that amazing? I used to think that uh, men had, I thought, I felt like, I thought I felt like a man too before. I remember my only goal in life. When I finished high school, I wanted to come to California, and I wanted to get me a house, a bunch of women, and a bunch of clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a man feeling to have so many women, right? You ever wanted so many women? Yeah, you look like you have. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But isn't that amazing? They can convince you to kill children in your own womb. And they said, it doesn't matter. The man that has anything to say about this. If he says something about it, he's a hater. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're a hater. My body, my choice. you got to be hypnotized to believe these lies. That's why you got to overcome the anger so that you stop reacting. And the way to begin to know the truth is to know thyself. So I'm paying attention to self, asking questions. Why am I like this? But don't give yourself answers to those questions. It'll come. It really will. Yes. Um, someone posed a question um, when I came the first time, and they asked, when is it okay for a man to cry? And you, there was only two reasons. One, if there was a death... Or if you're happy for somebody because they're either graduating and you're, you feel happy. It's like yeah, a, you're celebrating. Yeah, you're celebrating. So I pose that question to somebody because, you know, a man, you know. Um, but he said, well, God cried. He, you know, Jesus wept. Or, but I, I know God's a spirit, but when Jesus was on earth, I know he had grief. And, but it was because, well, I know God wept because he created humans. And, you know, he had to destroy the earth and start over. But um, I don't know why he thought it was okay, I mean, for a man to have feelings, like to go by them. Because women have convinced him that men need to act like them. Yeah. Men tell your troubles. Men should cry. Men should do this or that. Men have, and they already feel like their mama on the inside, and so they, they have been convinced that it's okay. I mean, there's a time for everything, so men, don't hold back your tears. If they, if, if they come, let them come, but don't don't let your nose run with snot and all that. <laughs> you know, get, let it pass. You know, time to cry, time to celebrate. You know, your, your son and his wife has a little baby. You want, oh, that's so nice. A little tear may come, but let it pass. All right? Okay. Uh, a man not, is not supposed to be caring all like that. Billy. Yeah. You like it when your husband cry? Um, he doesn't really... Uh, express himself in that way. What's wrong with him? I know. 
Yeah. Have you ever wondered why does he cry sometimes? What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. Did beforehand did you get mad when he didn't cry? Mm. When he didn't cry? Um, when he did not. Here I, you I are boohooing. You know, you just lost your cat. Yeah. And, and you boohooed over the cat died. And he doesn't make a big deal of it. He doesn't care about your emotions. Probably not. But uh, he expresses anger when he used to be an angry person. He did express anger. Right. That made me mad. That made you mad? <laughs> yeah. Is he over his anger now? Uh, he's getting to there. Yeah, he's getting there. How do you know but, he's getting well, there? Well, since we've been talking, um, the the anger did um, expose itself and that we got, we got, we knew where it was from. So we, we identified it. And I think that when you, you have the knowledge of where it's the root of it is, then you kind of overcome it. So we were, it's like a breakthrough for us. Yeah. Did he go and deal with his mother? It's between him and his mom and he needed to, uh, to find it um, did he did do within that? himself to, to forgive her. Did he go but and he, deal he identified with him? it. He, he admitted, identified where, what that was from, so that was a breakthrough for us. Yeah. And then he go and deal with his mother. Yeah, she's she because she passed away, oh. so that's why he had to find oh, within I see. himself oh. to forgive. So he's her. saved. He doesn't have to face it because she did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to speak for yourself, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he asking her? And I'm sitting right here. Jesse, I have a uh, question for you. Yes, sir. And the question would be, it's a very good question, what you said about uh, being angry, which will be blind, where you can't, you know, you can't see the scripture speaking to you, or you can't, you know, read the word of God because, you know, you're, you're, um, you're blind, or you have displaced anger, or you're mad. But the scriptures does say, uh, be angry. But sin not. Can you tell me the definition of that or when we should be angry um, to um, leash out at anger? That's or? a good question. When you see injustice, when you see, when these people promote abortion, and you know abortion is wrong, right? And you speak up about it. You, you, because you're discerning what is wrong. And in discerning it, you can see what to do about it as well. So, for a Christian, they're not allowed to be angry because that's the nature of Satan, but you can discern. And when you're resisting it, when you're speaking up about it, it's not like you're accepting it. You don't, when you get mad, you're going to accept it. If you get that emotional anger, you find yourself becoming attracted to what you're angry about. But if you discern it, you can take action without it affecting you within. So, you should discern, not get mad. Anger is of your father, the devil. We are supposed to discern things and deal with them. Thank you. All right, buddy. Um, this your first time here? Yeah. Uh, hi, hold on. What's your first name? Sean. Sean, any questions about anything? No, I don't have any questions. Did you overcome your anger? Uh, I don't think so. And why not? Well, I forgave my parents. You went to them? Yeah. And what happened? Uh, I forgave both of them. But I didn't have the, um, I wasn't scared. I don't know why. Because I know not. a lot of the people mentioned that they were scared. Right. Uh, but I wasn't. I don't know why. You're Asian, right? Yeah. That's because you know karate. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> a judo. But, yeah. uh, but I still think I do because I still overreact. 
Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, give me an example of something that caused you to overreact or you overreacted well, to. Well, I overreact when I judge myself. Oh, yeah. Like whenever, like, like expectations, I guess, when right. I don't meet them, I judge myself. Right. And that's when I overreact. Uh, for example, I'll uh, look for food or play video games if I judge myself. Yes. Um, and I try to sit still, like be still. Um, but sometimes it's just when I judge myself, it's, it's too strong. Right. I just, I just give up. <laughs> yeah. So the answer, the solution is stop judging yourself. Yeah. You can't judge your parents because that keeps you in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And likewise, you can't judge yourself either. Yeah. Human beings are not allowed to play God. Yeah. And judging is playing God. Yeah. So stop doing that. So I don't know. I think it's because of the expectation. I don't know why. Don't have any expectation. Yeah. None. You're not supposed to have expectation mm -hmm. because if you don't meet your expectation, you're going to hate yourself for mm -hmm. it. It's a setup. Just live and do your best. Have a good attitude about all things, and just do your best with no expectation, and it'll work out much better that mm -hmm. way. So stop having expectation. Mm -hmm. Who told you to expect that to do that? Well, I think it came from. I think it's just letting the the world dictate everything. Yeah. Because uh, uh, absolutely, my parents were divorced also, and. Uh, my yep. mom was the one sort of teaching me. Well, no wonder. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's pretty much just whatever the world says, you yeah. got to do that. And so uh, it, it's just pretty much, you know, chasing uh, status, money. Right. Like those are the main expectations. And uh, yeah, just worldliness amazing, in general. Yeah, no expectations. Yeah. I have none. Yeah. Zero. But I'm enjoying my life. I have the best life because I'm free on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I can see things. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not me, but, you know, that the Spirit of God allows you to see. Yeah. And so let all expectation go. Mm -hmm. But in all things, do your best. Have fun with it. Uh, don't even compete. When you compete against someone, don't let it be like, I'm competing against this guy and i got to beat him, right? But just do your best. Have a good attitude about it. And so if you win or lose, you're still the winner. Because you, you're not letting yourself go up and down. Mm -hmm. You're not feeling bad if you should lose. And you're, not, you're happy if you win, but it's not a big deal. So let all expectation go. Mm -hmm. Stop listening to this. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. yeah. Any questions? No. Okay. Um, anybody else have any questions? Okay. Um, I got to ask my, why you're going to him. I want to ask my biblical question real fast here. But let all expectation go. Did you know you could have a better life without having any expectation? It's amazing that it's like that. Because we don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. We don't know of ourselves we can do nothing. And of ourselves we know nothing. How do you make up expectations? How do you make them up? And then now Satan got you think you know what you want, you know what you need. And then if it doesn't go your way, you're ready to take medicine for it. Or kill yourself. Because it just didn't go your way. But if you have, just think about that. No expectation is amazing. You can't go wrong that way. But always do your best, have a good attitude about everything. So if you walk out in the street, you get hit by a car. You're like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> what was I doing? I didn't see that car coming. You know what I'm saying? But you're like, oh, poor pitiful me. 
you're going to get up and get hit by another one because you're going unconscious. Yes, sir. I had a question. Um, I work with the youth ministry at my home church. Yes. And we had a, a kid, a 15-year-old uh, boy, come in the other day um, that his parents brought him in. But he's having an identity uh, issue. He thinks he's a, he, he's a girl. Yeah. Okay. And um, he doesn't want it. He doesn't think it's right. I mean, he doesn't think it's uh, uh, it's wrong to 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 be the way that he is. How old is he? He's fifteen. Oh, okay. And his brought his parents took him to some psychiatrists, some doctors, and they they actually, and I'm sure there's there were secular doctors. Uh, they said that was normal. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So that's why his parents took him to uh, to to church to, to see if uh, we could help. Um, but, and what did you tell them? Uh, we told him that we asked him if he wanted to accept Christ uh, as the Lord as his Lord. He's like, no, I'm a girl. Says, I got all I need. <laughs> and, he, and we asked him if he if he thinks it's wrong uh, the way he's feeling, and he oh. said, no, that's that's my choice, and he has his mentality that that's his choice. So I'm just asking what what approach should um, should should we should I make? Uh, I would recommend that, that he you know tell him he got to overcome his mother. He probably feel like a woman on the inside because of that anger he resents his mother. And if he doesn't want to hear it, I just say, hey, go suffer and die, because that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Just say go suffer and let him go and live that way until he's ready to change. Cry out to God, but telling him to Jesus save and all that's not gonna work. Yeah, you it just have to, like it was working. Yeah, just let him suffer. You know how God lets you suffer until you're ready to cry out to him? That's what we have to do. You can't make another person change. You point the way to it. If they don't accept it, wish them well. Mm. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I recommend. Just let him suffer. You know, every morning, God get up, he and Jesus... Jesus has his own room, even though he sit by God to have breakfast. And so God tells Jesus to go out and get some cafe mocha. And I'm going to turn the TV on so we can watch the world today. And so they turn the TV on. Jesus come back with the cafe mocha latte. <laughs> uh, and uh, they turn the big screen TV on. And they're watching the world all day. And they're cracking up at how dumb the people are. <laughs> And Jesus was like, you know what, Dad, you sent me down there. <laughs> I made the way for them. Look how dumb they are. <laughs> and they just have fun. And at the end of the day, they turn the TV off. And they sit for a while because Jesus has to sit next to God for a minute. And uh, they go to bed and turn it back on the next day. That's all we can do. We are supposed to be an example of that. And if they don't take it, then they have to suffer. I can't tell you the number of people I warn that, hey, you're going down the wrong road. You got to overcome. Don't do it. And they did it. <laughs> See, I told you. I'll never forget this young man came in. He and his fiance came in for counseling. They were about to get married. And they were like arguing in the, in, in the, in the office. <laughs> and so I asked the guy, how do you see your fiance? Oh, she's beautiful. She's sweet. She's lovely. She's all that. And I asked the woman, how do you see him? He's no good. <laughs> you know, he's a liar, whatever she said. He's like, what? I didn't know you, you saw me that way. She's like, yeah. And then I said, well, don't get married. Wait for a year. 
at least get to know each other. No sex, get to know each other. And, and the girl was like, no, 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 I paid for the wedding already. Everything's already paid for. We got to do this. I'm like, uh-uh. Don't do it. It ain't worth it. And the guy was too weak to not do it. And he went and got married. And in one month's time, they were divorced. <laughs> one month. And she took all, he had a, his, he had a, 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 he has his own private business. And she took all of his office in the home and threw it in the pool. She took his computer, she took his clothes, she took everything and threw it into the pool. And she called all of his female clients and said, you cheated with my husband. After she got mad, you know, in one month, I'm like, uh-huh, la-la-la-la-la, I told you. <laughs> Don't do it. But the ego, he was too weak to say no. So you have to let people suffer. And he has not recovered yet. And that's been a number of years. He has not gotten over that. He cannot, his life has not come back together yet. Isn't that a, yeah, beta, beta bell. Oh, uh, yes, sir. And then, and then over there. Yeah, I just wanted to um, thank you and everybody who was at the last uh, men's meeting that, that we had. Tonight? Yeah. That was amazing, huh? It was. Yeah. And I just really wanted to say thank you guys for your honesty and just um, really just giving me a new perspective because, you know, that night after we all met, you know, I went home, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? The earrings got to come out. <laughs> the earrings got to come out. And then on the next day, um, I scheduled an appointment with my barber, cut the afro off. And, you no, know, why you look so decent today? <laughs> Instead of a half drag queen. <laughs> Yeah, and just um, honestly, and then uh, to the question that I asked um, that night, you know, all you guys gave your honest opinion, and I I took it, and it really helped me out. So I finally know what it's like to just let go and just yeah. let God's will be done. Just be. It, it took me a long time to really understand that. How old that. are you? 25. That's not that long, man. <laughs> a long time. You think you're 90 or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're still a baby. I don't like when people say that. I really don't. When you're I 70 don't. years old, you're a baby. <laughs> but um, overall, yeah, before you get to your biblical question, I just really wanted to thank you and everybody here, well, who was there yeah. that night. And um, you're welcome, really man. do attend that men's meeting. It's It changes your whole perspective. Yeah. It was great. And I, I was glad I was there. Um, you're welcome, man. Joel, uh, at one time, was teaching his dance class on a Thursday night. And you had to go way out to Orange County Way. Joel like, I'm going to cut the meat short. I got to be there. So he would cut his dance classes short to make it to the men's meeting. About one time. Oh, one time. <laughs> now he does them on Friday night, so he changed the dates. That's how good they are. But you're right about that. Uh, yes, ma'am. Well, what you were saying about the expectations. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if the whole expectations within a within the realm in the couple it can be like i'm talking right now in a couple because sometimes they tell you well you have to look for this and you have to expect for the person that you're going to be with like this is so those are expectations in a right, way right right and um, because you have to go for it to see who is going to be compatible with you in a way so or whatever that means but so but then I never, I've always seen, I've always seen it like it's kind of like an entitlement 
Like, you're expecting yeah. you to be a way that I wanted to be because I'm entitled. I'm better than you. That and is so I'm true. I'm judging you because you are this way and I'm not. I'm too bad for you. I expect you more. And it's kind of like an entitlement game. And also what you were saying about this whole, like, not trusting God. Because God is putting you, the persons in your life for a reason. And they are the same as you, no matter what. Like, you're all the same. And if you come to... Yes come to him or the, or her or him like oh you should be this you should be that you should be this this and that and once you're this this and that you're worthy to me in a way it's kind of like you feel like when the person feels like okay like wow like are you superior or something like are you judging me who are you to think that you are That's right. better than me just because you're managing one thing better than me when I can manage other things better, it, and it's not even about who manages better, who is entitled. Right. It's about loving and accepting and 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 trusting that God is putting this for a reason and seeing it through. In, in, like if there's something struggling with that person, going through yourself and through God, not go through the other person. That's right. So, Amazing. Yeah, I was just um, thinking that. So when you're dating. You're not supposed to be expecting anything from that man or the man from the woman. You're just supposed to date and wait and see attitude. And everything will reveal itself and you eventually see is this the man for me and the man will see if this is the woman for him or not. Then you decide to get married. If not, you can go your way. But if you're expecting it, you're looking for something. And believe me, Satan will give you what you're looking for. You're supposed to get to, in whole life, you're supposed to have an attitude of wait and see. Getting, Wait and see. But getting to know it's not seeing what are you doing, like watching every step of the what they how they screw up. It's getting to know is knowing the person, like understanding, seeing them as as part of you in a way yeah. and as part of God. They all reveal themselves. Exactly. But if you see, if you get it to know with a loop of I'm going to judge every step of the way, what are you doing wrong or right to the relationship? That's a different getting to know for me. That's, yeah, that's right. a title getting to know it for me. Are you married? No. Oh, somebody's going to get a good wife. Anybody available? <laughs> a whole bunch of guys available. Oh, you have, you have a boyfriend? Yeah, he's my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> hands off. <laughs> she already has a man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, guy. Put your hand down. <laughs> you were right on about that. Yeah, thank you. Always. No expectation. Always just wait and see. Yeah. It will turn out much better. That way you don't let yourself down. You don't judge yourself. Just let it be. You accept what happened. That's amazing. Uh, so my biblical question is, do you remember the biblical question this week? How about you? I didn't watch your video this week. Oh, okay. Do you remember the biblical question? No. Amazing. <laughs> you need your beard back. <laughs> What was the biblical question? Where do you get your identity from? Yes. And what do you say? You get it from the direction. No, not you, you. I get it from the direction I'm going in, um, and that's dependent on who I'm serving. So because I'm serving God, my identity comes from that because that's the direction. And how do you know it comes from God? Because by myself I can do nothing, and the the process of just letting go and understand understanding the voice that God has within me versus the thoughts in my head um, that 
understanding has just changed my identity completely. So, uh, Gretchen, are you hoping that he says the right thing? <laughs> Please, Lord, let him say the right thing. Please, Lord. Why don't he hurry up? <laughs> um, where do you get your identity? Uh, only from the Creator. How do you know that? Because, uh, because my truck. Your truck. Yeah, yeah. Whether I wash my truck and I your take good care of is it. Your Creator. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Whether I take really good care of my truck or I let it get really dirty and I ding it up and I even put a different label over the the emblem on the front, it's still a Ford. There, it, it's it's uh, it's a Ford truck because Ford created it. And so you get your identity from a Ford truck. Yeah. <laughs> no. no the, my Ford truck yes. gets its identity from the Ford Corporation. I get my identity from he who created me. Amazing. And how do you know that for sure? Um, logic. Okay. I didn't make me. My, my mom didn't make me. Or she didn't create me. She your took dad part did. in the process. Well, he didn't make his... Uh. All right. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, isn't uh, where do you get your identity? Well, isn't identity just another word for label? At that point, wouldn't it be judgment. So, wouldn't it be we just don't have an identity? That's not. We're not trying to put labels on who we are. And so, where do you get your identity? I don't get my identity. I don't. You don't have I, don't, I, I have no judgment on myself. Oh, no wonder you want to let her go, man. I don't blame you. No, I'm kidding. Don't let her go. When do you get your identity? I don't have an answer. I don't know. You don't know. Esteban, we, this is very interesting. Listen to this. Where do you get your identity, Esteban? Well, when you asked me the first time, I said myself. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, it doesn't really make sense, you know, as I thought about it. That was, like, a week ago. But when you said it, how, what made you think that? Because, like, when I say, like, uh, Oh, yeah, I remember now what you said. Yeah, yeah like, let's say I want to eat something. So, I, you know, I think about if I want to eat it or not. So, you know, I would ask myself, and that goes, you know, with everything else, if I want to <laughs> live here or anything. But I started thinking and about it. And he said, when I want to be friends with someone, I ask myself, do I want to be friends with that person? And I say yes or no. Well, That's like, the bar is God. <laughs> no, no, I meant like... Um, he doesn't need God. Well, like I thought about it and like... Uh, I guess that still was like the trauma. So sometimes like I react from that and that's inside of me. So like it wouldn't make sense for me to like listen to myself, you know, if I'm going to do the wrong thing. Oh, Okay. And so, sense. where do you get your identity? <laughs> I guess Everybody know who Esteban is? Yeah, yeah. So what? No. Oh. <laughs> Esteban is the guy that got fired by James. <laughs> <laughs> Esteban and Joel got fired. The white man fired him. The people color. Did you hear that? Did you hear that he went to sleep on the show? <laughs> Joel went to sleep. He's like at the board. He's supposed to be operating commercials and all that. He only like this. 
I'm like, Joel. The past. The past. Joel. So I stood up to just to make sure, and his hand was on the board, but his head. I'm like, what? I was doing a silent prayer. Thank you. <laughs> All the way silent. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? A radio show is happening. The board op is asleep. You don't get any blacker than that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh-uh. And, and so I was sitting there for James that day. Just so he would know I'm telling the truth. What did you tell me when I, when I was yelling out he's asleep? Let me have the mic, Joe. Joel. What did James <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not going to let him have it. <laughs> what did James say? <laughs> That he's done it before. <laughs> I like so you want to repent for that one time lie? I was praying. <laughs> Amazing. The spirit is willing. And the flesh is weak. All right. Um, where do you get your identity? We got to wind down here. Uh, from God, uh, yeah. Oh Lord. I mean, you know, I, I I like I enjoy reading the Bible, and you know, I I, I like to claim that. There's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. Just <clears throat> don't read to remember. Don't study it. That's what I'm saying. I like, and if you want to study, study. Go ahead. I like to claim that I'm a servant of Christ. And so, where do you get your identity? From my walk with God, He reveals who. Who I am. He reveals my identity. And who are you? I really have no idea right now. So God is revealing to you your identity, and you don't know what he's talking about? I thought I did at one point. Oh, so is he showing you? He's changing. Oh, he's changing? Yeah, he's changing me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Martin, where do you get your identity? This should be interesting. From Satan. I'm not surprised. And why do you say from Satan? Came through my mother. And how long are you going to have that excuse? I don't know. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Let the, the young man behind you have the mic. Where do you, is this your first time here? No. Oh, where do you get your identity? What is identity? Uh, that means you don't have one. <laughs> Sit up here. Sit next to this young lady. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you have no identity? I just want to know what it is because if I listen to the media, they'll tell me identity is my gender. Or, right. So, I, I mean, what is identity? All right. I'll come back to you. <laughs> Let me ask the buddy next to you. Where do you get your identity? DMV. <laughs> I knew you were be smart. <laughs> Don't marry that one. <laughs> Uh, I get my identity from God. And how do you know? Because he reveals it every day, every step of the way. And what does it look like? It looks like uh, truth. It looks like truth? And what does truth look like? T R U. I don't <laughs> It's just everything's real. Everything makes sense. Everything's like laid out for you. Oh, okay. It's just one it, last person. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get your identity? Uh, right here, the young lady. 
Esteban, stop listening. You stopped listening to James' show after you got fired, right? No, it's good for, for a little bit. Did you start, <laughs> did you start back? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. I listen to it after, you know. Uh, like he would be listening to everything but James' show. <laughs> I'm like, you listen to James' show? No. <laughs> uh, you're not a- angry at him anymore? No, I never was. Uh, why you stop listening to him? Oh, okay. When do you get your identity? I don't think I know. Oh, okay. I mean, I want to say God, but I really don't. Right. It's best know? to be honest. Yeah. Rather than to fool yourself. How about you? Oh, I got to ask you too, all right? Um, I would say from uh, living in truth, um, God reveals your identity to you. Uh, he shows you what, what the, the right way to go in any decision is. And that is your identity, I would say. Okay. And again, I'm not looking for wrong and right answers. I just want you to get to know yourself. These are things that you need to be thinking about instead of what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, and all that crap. Where do you get your identity? I get my identity through God, which he created me uh, with his own image and his own likeness, which is to be an alpha and not a beta. And we we are to... Decrease ourselves so he can increase himself in us. And this thing with this LGBT thing or and this atheist or whatever, and people that are living in sin, all we have to do is be born again, repent, be born again, and let Christ work on us. And what does God identity look like? Well, he's a spirit. And he's what does sp- it look like? I've never, I, I don't know how he looks like, but I feel his, his spirit. So in how me. do you know you're getting your identity from him? Because I want to live uh, a life to be more like, more like him, not to be God, but p- to be more like him and to do right and to be born again and just repent. And the, the way I know is because the way what he brought me out of, what he delivered me from. Have and, you overcome and, your anger? Yes. You don't have any anger at all? No. You don't have it at all? Uh, no. But what you taught me Your was... Your wife won't look at you right now. No, but what you taught she me like, was... She looks straight ahead. <laughs> but Jesse, what you did uh, teach... What you just taught me, which I just learned something uh, new today, what, was discern. To be angry, to discern on the things that are not that are not. Yeah, it's right. not a feeling. It's, you know what I mean? Yes. You can, know, you can see what's wrong without having a feeling and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And then deal with it. So, uh, Kelly. Oh, we have two Kellys. I'm going to get both uh, then here. Then I got it in. No more questions. Where do you get your identity, Kelly? I get my identity from God. And how do you know? Uh, Kelly is the producer of the Father State TV. Because I used to get it from, like, the roles I have in life, you know, or the jobs or what I'm doing, the opportunities that come my way. Um, and then when I would lose that or something would happen in my life to make me see myself a different way, like, you know, the metaphorical roof would kind of cave in. Um, but I just kind of got to know myself better and, um, I have it in God now because like when things go away, like I still kind of, like I still have my faith and my peace. Okay. Amazing. Uh, David, where do you get your identity, David? Um, probably, honestly, there's, it's a good question, 
because I never really knew. Uh, I'm 29 years old right now, and I, I guess my identity was kind of formed throughout my life through certain role models and interests that I had or that I thought were maybe of me. Um, but as I real, as I kind of like hit walls in my life because of those things and uh, kind of suffered through some of those stuff, it caused me to really reflect, like, where did this piece of my character or personality come from? Or how did I uh, develop into this type of person or whatnot? So I guess I'm kind of learning my identity now. But so I, you don't know? I really don't know. Oh, okay. Like, I, I know that I, it was coming from external sources. Yeah. And, like, I might accept it and even live in it. I had no idea, like, it was, uh, like, a fake identity or it wasn't really of me until just you just hit a point in your life to where it, you just kind of realize that's not of me and you can't you can't live in that anymore. So, all right, that's I guess that's my. And Kelly got the last sense. word. Kelly, where do you get your identity? Honestly, uh, I got my identity through myself. And how did you do that? You heard it from you hang out with your, uh, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> You hang out with Esteban? Um, no, I... I uh, How do you get it from yourself? Just uh, being creative, I thought. I, I'm not saying that, it, that it's right or wrong. Right. But I'm just saying that, honestly, that's where I always thought it came from my head. And therefore, if it came from my head, then maybe that's not so good. And so you would create something and you would say, wow, this is me. Yes. This is my identity. Yes. Interesting. And you're right. People get their identity from everywhere, right? Some people from money, education, friends, whatever, wives or husbands or something like that, right? Within us is him. And it's a light unto us. And when you live by that light, your identity comes from that. It automatically changes by itself. It really does. Then you become, you get your identity from God because you're overcoming all these other ways of, uh, uh, as David was saying, like you think you're getting it. So get to know yourself. It'll, it'll come. So it's amazing that you'll be able to see. I agree. I was going to uh, say something like that, too. Is as, as I'm learning, um, as I'm, like, overcoming certain challenges yeah. and just meeting it and seeing how I'm reacting to certain things and then even reflecting on, wow, I used to react different for something much less. You can see who you are by what the, uh, the obstacles you're overcoming and how you're responding you don't to overreact. Every time you overreact, you become like the person or thing you're reacting to. Yeah. So you've got to be still and overcome those things. Then you get your identity from him. But every time you overreact to a person, place, or thing, you take on their identity. That's why black people think they are all the same. Because they get their identity from their culture, you know, and all that kind of crap. When it just is not what they think at all, not at all, but they have identified with that, and so so when they go to Africa, everybody hate them. They're like, you're not in Africa, and, but they got this false sense of identity. But you can overcome it, Frankie. What do you get your identity? I used to get it from uh, everything I did and everything that I you know was. And so I kind of I gave all that up. Cause Where do you get it from? Now, I get it. right now, I I I don't seek it out from anything. I wait for my creator. Where do you get your identity from? When? Where? <coughs> English. 
Where? Habla español? Un poquito, un poquito. Yo, la Dios me la trae para mí, me la da para mí. Oh, Él sí. me da mucho. Gracias. Muchísimo. De nada. I, 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 I get it from him. He, uh, he, he, uh, he gives it to me. Okay. So, listen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. I forgot about you. Sorry about that. So good. How are you guys doing? My name is Trevor. Uh, no, I, I was just thinking about what you were asking about identity. and Where do you get yours? And I would say I get it from God, but how I've, but what, but I've, it made me ask, too, um, who I'm not and what I'm not has led me to know who I am, just as much as, like, finding who I am, you know? And who like, are you? Well, <laughs> me. And who is me? Whoever me is. So you don't know yet? No, I'm just saying who, I, who I'm not is shaped from, like, creates who I am. Sorry, I didn't get much sleep. I can't talk. <laughs> pot smoker. <laughs> no. um, Did you smoke pot? But, but it's like I think, of, I think of, like, God created Satan, right, Lucifer, and he fell from heaven, right? So they say. But because I've heard you say that once you become born again, that you cannot fall away from God, you know, but. I don't know. It just kept, got my mind moving around. All right. Go back to sleep. Finish your nap. I know. Let me just say, do what you want with this. It's really up to you. God's not going to force you to change. He sent Christ. Christ made the way. He put everything back. And so do what you want with this. I recommend you get to know yourself. Really. Take your eyes off other people, watch yourself in all situations, and you'll be amazed at what you will learn, what will be revealed to you. It really will. God loves us. He sent his son for us. And all those who want to return can return. But you got to get to know yourself. And then you will start to change, all right? Uh, the kingdom of heaven is inside. The Holy Spirit is there. Everything we need to know, everything we need to do is already done. It needs to come out of us not go inside of us. But you got to stop trusting these so-called experts. Don't trust anyone. That doesn't mean you walk around with doubt about everybody, but just let it go in one ear and out the other one. Have an attitude of wait and see, really. And, and he'll work it out for you. If you have an attitude of waiting to see, everything will work out and can't go wrong. Only when you go up in your head that it goes wrong. When you think you know, it goes wrong. And you've been taught wrong. You really have been taught wrong. Everything you're looking for is inside of you. It's the, I tell people all the time now that the Old Testament is on the outside. Look how crazy the world is. When you read the Old Testament and look into the world, it's happening. And even talk about when homosexuality comes to the forefront, it's over. But the new world is on the inside of you. He created a new world, but he secretly put it inside instead of the outside. And that's why he wants you to live from there. He's made a way for all his children. All right? So I suggest a silent prayer and that you speak up but don't resent. And it will start changing by itself. It, you will start changing. You won't feel the change. you just realize you're not the same. You don't overreact anymore. You have perfect love. You don't hate your enemy. It will just change. You have perfect peace. All right? So do the silent prayer and watch yourself. 
right? And you can't change, and ladies, you can't change a man. It was like this young lady was saying, don't, a lot of women get men thinking that, oh, I'm going to change him. Expectation. I'm going to make it the way I want him to. He could be better. And then 20 years later, the man is worse than he started out because he became like you. So you can't change anybody. When you meet men, just meet them. Don't make it a big deal. You know, get to know them. Don't give up your body and all that stuff trying to get him. It ain't, you're going to end up with a headache. You know what I'm saying? Just be, just live, become a living being, and everything will work out. All right? Um, I thank you all for coming, too. And I thank you all for tuning in as well. Um, announcement. What about announcement, Hermes? Men's Forum. This Thursday, huh? Oh, a Men's Forum this Thursday is the first Thursday of the month. That's amazing. At 7 p.m. for all men. And as, as this young man was testifying, they are amazing. And everybody and their daddy show up. They really do. Be, we have a long circle around the building almost, around this room. So this Thursday, oh, I want to thank you. You know, we have to move at the end of this year and uh, about the end of the year. And so we had to raise some money to do the move. And I asked a 1,000 people to give $100. And so it lasts about a month, right? Almost a month. And so we have $100,000 to move. So you make my life easy. Thank you. Yeah. So I really, really appreciate that. What happened was uh, uh, supporters of Bar heard the uh, the fundraising thing, so they called up and said, "Well, we'll donate fifty thousand, and that way you only have to raise uh, extra fifty. So we got to fifty, and then they said, we, "Well, we wanted to last until the end of this month," and so they sent another notice that, "Well, we'll give five thousand more matching grant." And so we put that out there, and we got that already. So right now we have like 59000 Yeah. $59,000. So we're still looking for a builder. So if you see anything out there, let us know, and we'll check it out. you got to help me find a builder. Aren't you a realtor? you got to give me some information on what you want. But you okay. Later. I'll tell you today. Yeah. All right. I want something at least 5000 square feet, right? And in a safe area, not in the black area. <laughs> a safe area. Well, we don't be afraid to go there at night. All right? So somewhere around Cover City or L.A. area, somewhere around here. It's out there for sure. So thank you all for helping with that. And um, if you need counseling, we have that as well. Anything else, James? Okay. And James looking for an intern, right? So he's going to be talking to Buff Love and anybody else that get in the way. Black people don't do internship, right? Y'all don't do nothing free, right? <laughs> Is that true? You got to pay me. Why are you not saying anything? Do black people do internships? <laughs> you got what you gonna eat, huh? If you do internships, see that? They think about eating. Yeah, but if you're interested, see James, huh? That's right. Get on the welfare. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in, and thank you all so much. And guys, I'll see you, those who come on uh, Thursday night of this week. All right? Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs>